0: You're listening to The Doctor's Companion, brought to you by InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. And welcome to another episode of The Doctor's Companion. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Matt Smith. But
1: not that Matt
0: Smith. Now we're from mindrobber.net, the home site of Mind Robber Productions, where we talk about all the things on podcasts. Like this one, The Doctor's Companion, where we talk about Doctor Who. The Mind Robbers Versus, where we pick a show we love and talk about it episode by episode. Uh, currently wrapping up Batman the Animated Series and about to start up with Batman Beyond. And then there's our flagship podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we talk about everything else. If you like our shows, review them on iTunes. If you have questions, comments, concerns, email those to us at podcast at but if you want to start a discussion, uh, find the post to this episode on the website, leave a comment, let everybody know what you're thinking, uh, most importantly uh, tell your friends about the show and the website and all the other podcasts. Just tell them everything. Tell them until they're bored and they, they, they go and they listen just to shut you up. That's what we want. Browbeat them into submission. <laughs> we are not above uh, waterboarding on this show. <laughs> no, no, no. Waterboarding I, our listeners into submission. Um, no, I saw Zero
1: Dark Thirty. We should do that. That's the thing. That's the no, thing. That's we totally should do cool.
0: Yeah, um main. <laughs> uh, today on the show, we're talking about Snake Dance. Uh, snake Dance, uh, Fifth Doctor story. Yes. Um, What's uh What's what, what What do you got for us, uh, Matt?
1: Snake Dance. It's the second story of season twenty, which is uh, loosely a hey, let's bring back old monster season. Uh, previously, what they did last time we talked about Davison, which feels like it wasn't that long ago, but we did do ten episodes in the meaner while. We just did key to time in there. Right. Um, uh, for Arc of Infinity, they brought back uh Omega, and for upcoming stories, they're going to bring back other. Uh, slightly older villains, but snake dance is just a small trip into the into the recent past, just in the past season uh uh this is the return of the mara this is a sequel to christopher bailey's kinda from season 19 uh this was originally designed because uh eric sayward had been very pleased with kinda he thought that christopher bailey had actually done like an interesting doctor who story and wanted to bring him back but the idea here was that they they wanted to do something that was a little bit more commercial a little bit less experimental um a little bit more just uh, understandable and less abstract so they brought in christopher bailey um, to do a news, to do a news uh, kind of story, um, with Amara called Snake Dance, which is what this is again. Um, the director is Fiona Cumming, who had previously directed Castrovalva. Um, she asked to be brought back on Doctor Who, but only with stories involving really good characters and character development. So, so John <laughs> Nathan Turner saw this story and was like, mm, "Let's put Fiona Cumming on it." So, uh, Fiona Cumming's just
0: like, "I'll come back." But only for good ones, if that's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's so funny. Thing. <laughs> that's her thing. Um, uh, she will also come back for two more Davison stories, both of which I really like. She, she got assigned really, really good davidson stories is what i'm saying um and uh i I guess that's it it's really like it's the wind down of nissa it's the it's we've still got tegan back on the tardis um but other than that i mean that's all it really is it's just a a sequel to snake dance which is weird because um for all of doctor who it's uh, there aren't really a lot of sequels you know there's not a lot of them uh it's weird because we're also talking about a sequel next week but we'll get to that um but you know there's not a lot of sequels in the way that this is a sequel like i wouldn't even consider Arkham infinity a sequel to three doctors um but i would consider this a sequel to snake dance in a lot of ways and we're going to talk about that uh cuz it's snake dance
0: all right well uh before we do want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by dcbservice.com dcbs the site that lets you pre-order all your monthly comic book statues action figures basically uh they're meant to replace your local comic book shop uh, you place your orders three months in advance with monthly discount specials up to 75% off and regular discounts of 40% off ship monthly You ship as often as you like with orders as large as small as you like. You only pay $6.95 flat rate shipping. So thanks to DCBService.com. Uh, okay. So, uh, snake dance. Um, uh, okay. Let's get this out of the way. Um, I didn't really care for this. Uh I didn't really like it that much. I thought it was fine, <laughs> mm, just not for me. Just not for me. I uh, my problem with it ultimately comes from the fact that like there's nothing technically wrong with it. I just <sighs> I liked Kinda more actually because the um the abstract nature of Kinda was done on a scale that I felt was more uh I don't know. Uh I can't really describe what I'm saying. Um that's fine. I could understand it more. Like I could I could I could I could get it and I was just like okay, I'm I'm there. I have, all of this is just like it's uh it's it's it it doesn't feel like it didn't feel like Christopher Bailey was just sort of making it up as he went along. Um but like with Snake Dance like I felt like instead of being an abstract story uh, the solution to everything was abstract. Like, the solution to this is literally the doctor looking into a crystal and thinking really hard, and then that defeats the snake. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, okay, um, y- yay, I guess? <laughs> like, I just, I got nothing out of this. Uh, sure. Like, it just, it felt like it was a buildup to the doctor staring into a crystal and then the snake throwing up. Um mm-hmm. and it just with kind of like it was it was more like yeah it was abstract but then once you got to the end like it was very physical and everything was very like specific and 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 everything was like it it didn't it wasn't such an abstract ending whereas this was just like and now I stare into the crystal of the blah, 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 and I do the blah, blah, blah. And it's just, it was just all made, it was made up problems with made up solutions. And I just, I hate crap like that. I hate it. Mm-hmm. um, uh, And it just, there was no sense of urgency. It just, uh, I don't know. It just didn't do anything for me. Um, See, I, 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 I liked Kindle that. a lot more.
1: I get that. I, I have watched this again and having watched Kinda, you know, whenever I watched Kinda last, um, I do prefer Kinda to this story. I think that Kinda is a, like, I just, I love, like, like you said, I love the abstractness of Kinda. Kinda yeah. is just so weird, but it's yeah. also very grounded. Whereas I feel like this exactly. is almost, this is almost too grounded.
0: Um, it's, uh, it's, it's grounded until like the, it's suddenly not for seemingly no reason. It's like, now Mm -hmm. I'm going to meet this weird hobo man in, in, in the snake bite place. And we're going (laughs) to talk. And then he's going to teach me the ways of the crystal. And then I'm going to use the way of the crystal to defeat the snake thing. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, Oh, all right. I guess I don't like, it just felt like a lot of running around for nothing. Sure. Um, I get that. I get that. And I just, I, yeah, Nope. Well, I mean, like that's
1: the thing that I that I do take away from this story is that you know this is much more like, hey, Christopher Bailey, write a write a write a real Doctor Who story. Like you can tell that that's the that's the mandate on him here. Whereas mm-hmm. like what made what made Kinda so interesting is that he was not writing a Doctor Who story. He was just writing a good story that had the Doctor in it, um, yeah. and thereby makes it a Doctor Who story. Um, but. I find that there's actually like I still think that there's a lot going on here that's really good and really interesting and of this season this is easily my second favorite after Enlightenment because I think of Enlightenment is wonderful and that this is this is my second favorite after that. Um uh, because I do think that Bailey does have a good script here, but I think that a lot of it is just like I think that this one has abstract this one is abstract but in ways that are a lot harder to grasp um like uh, the character of Lom for instance the the little the spoiled little rich boy who gets infected by the mara halfway through um is interesting because you know when what's his name was infected by the ki- by by the mara in Kinda the the guy who turned out to be who turned into the mara when he was infected it was very much more mustache twirly whereas um that is easier to understand because that's like a corruption of innocence sort of thing and this mm-hmm. is this is like Lom. The, from the second you see him, he is clearly an evil human being. Like he is clearly a bad person. Um, he's kind of a douche. Um, he's Joffrey plus like three years. <laughs> he's uh he's he's a uh, he's a uh, Joffrey with the driver's license. Um, and <laughs> and and like so when the when the Mara's taking him over, it's much harder to see the Mara's influence on him because he's already so Mara-esque. Um, but I think that like. Uh, but I think that like there's stuff in here that's really interesting. For example, like the doctor looking at the crystal and finding the still point, um, which is like this Buddhist idea of like zenning out. Um, I, I I find that it's not as elegant and beautiful as the mirror sequence mm. in Kinda, which I know gets a lot of flack for the giant plastic snake. But w- what I like about it is like this is a story that ha- <clears throat> that tells mm. the doctor like. The Doctor is constantly, up until the point where he meets Jojen at the end, um, uh, running around like a maniac. Um, This is one of Peter Davison's best stories, I think. Like, he is amazing in this. Uh, uh, Like, I would put this probably second after... Kaz uh, uh, Franjazani in terms of Davison performance, like Fiona Cumming pulls an amazing performance out of him because he is a maniac in this. Like he is acting like a complete lunatic for like three episodes, mm-hmm. um, and it's fascinating to watch. And and what's interesting is that the end of the story is just the like he's just like how do I do this? How do I do this? How do I do this? And the guy's just like, don't worry, this thing is not designed to exist. Deny its existence and find the center place in yourself and calm down and zen out and you will be saved. And so, at the end, the Doctor's screaming at everyone, stop doing this, don't do this. And at the end, he saves the world by chilling, by re- by relaxing and taking a load off. And I like that. Um, mm. But I do think that there is some, like, there is there is this thing where it's like, you know, you kind of have to watch it a couple of times to figure out what's going on towards the end, because it's really just kind of nuts um, what the Mara's kind of doing. And you know, whereas the Mara in kinda is much is a much clearer story of good and evil um it is represented through apples and and death here the mara is more interested in fear like there's a point in this where the mara tortures the showman um for no reason like the mara just enjoys watching him be in chaos and 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 watching tegan like torture him is really terrifying and gratuitous but in a way that enhances my appreciation of the mara um but I think that like I think that you're not wrong. Like I don't I don't like this as much as I like Snake as I as much as I like Kinda. But I know that there's like this is this is one of those things where it's like you're either a Kinda fan or a Snake Dance fan. Um, mm-hmm. That I mean like there I mean I like both, but like there is this thing where it's like there's always the thing of which do you like more, and I find I like Kinda more.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I also uh, think the uh, the cliffhangers in this were rubbish
1: oh no they're the worst cliffhangers um i'll freely (laughs) admit that that's my least favorite thing about this story yeah uh the cliffhangers
0: are just like man no
1: they're really bad you can tell that bailey was not writing to cliffhangers like you can tell that he wasn't and like i don't think that's bad i think that if you had played this all the way through it would be really just like a.
0: this would be a story that would benefit from those uh the movie edits
1: Yeah, the omnibus. Yeah,
0: the omnibus edits where they're just, they take out all the cliffhangers. Um, Mm -hmm. That would, this this would, this is one of those stories that would absolutely benefit from that. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas others that they've done that to, I don't, I don't feel was the right choice.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Um,
0: But this, this one, like if they did that to this, I was like, yeah, I'd I'd just be like, yeah, I can't really argue with that. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah um i i i I totally agree because like like i think the first one's okay because the first one is like a really nice horror moment where the 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 crystal ball explodes because the mara's in it and the mara is released like that was good
0: see Um, i didn't like that because it was just really silly and i don't i didn't really understand what was going on mm. um it was a thing where it was just like she looked into the crystal ball and screamed, and then there was a snakehead skeleton, and then it burst out. And I was like, I don't uh, – what just happened? I Like I didn't really under- even understand the cliffhanger. Like mm-hmm. Bethany and I uh, – Bethany and my girlfriend who I was watching it with, we just looked at each other and we're just like – uh, what? <laughs> um, like, I, 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 we didn't get it at all. Um,
1: See, I get that. The thing is that it's a really literal cliffhanger. It's just saying that the Mara is getting set free because after that, Tegan loses it. Like, Tegan is overtaken by the Mara. Um, but I get not understanding it. I didn't understand it the first time. But watching it back, I'm like, oh, that was, it's really, I think it's really well constructed. The other ones are terrible. The red eye Tegan is terrible, and the, the Nissa screaming cliffhanger is just like why you hate doctor who cliffhangers
0: it's so out of character for her mm-hmm, absolutely. it's like it's a moment where you can tell like she read the script which is like and then i scream <laughs> you guys know that i i i don't think i've ever screamed on mm-hmm. the show yeah. one time <laughs> and and they're like yeah that's why it's scary i mean you've never screamed so obviously if you're screaming it must be really bad she's like Do you know how many times we've been cornered by soldier people on this show as a cliffhanger? (laughs) Like, we usually get out of it. I don't think my character would be bothered. Just scream. Just shut up and scream.
1: (laughs) We are burning daylight
0: here. Sarah, Sarah,
1: we're burning daylight. Let's do
0: this. Oh, God, it was awful.
1: Yeah, um, eh, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not good. But, like, I mean, that's my thing about Snake Dance is, like, when my least favorite thing are the cliffhangers, like, I think you're in a pretty good place. Um, mm-hmm. uh, For me, anyways. Um, yeah. I know that this didn't quite work as well for you. Um, One thing that I do like about this, though, is that I do like that it goes for something entirely different. Um, I mean, just before this, we started recording, we were actually talking about sequels for a, a couple of reasons, but... Uh, whenever I think of, like, a Doctor Who sequel, like, it's interesting that they go for something entirely different. Kinda takes place on a world, on, on this Edenic paradise called Devaloka, and there's these there's these weird uh, natives who are innocent and childlike, and then uh, they are infected by the Mara. Whereas this, like, th- what Christopher Bailey does here with the Minusins is, like, he creates a really fascinating well functioning society that feels very lived in um and it, it's interesting because this did not exist before story. the story that this was not in the original conception of Kinda so i love that he takes us to a different setting to watch the 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 mara overtake this society and that this society is just uh completely blasé about it because it hasn't been affected by the Kinda by the mara for like hundreds of years at this point so now the mara has descended into like story lore and folk story time and folklore there's a puppet show that's really hilarious or interesting um uh, because it talks about how the legend dwindles over time and it's interesting because that level of complacency turning um like, the stuff of nightmares, the stuff of real evil into children's bedtime stories. And having that children's bedtime story wake up at the end of the story is really interesting because no one's prepared for the Mara to rise. No one understands that the is rising until it's well over too late and they're starting to get it infecting their brains. Um, and I love that he goes for that, like theme and and style. Like, this is a story about fear and anguish and despair and what you can do to fight those things. Um, and he does that through this really well-constructed society with a really cool, like, infrastructure and, and society. Like, I just thought... I think that what he does here is really just a smart move. Because um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to see them go back to Deviloka. Like, that was one story. Like, there's nothing else you can do there.
0: Yeah. Um, although, uh, the idea of, like... Dealing with, <laughs> dealing with the very small, uh, uh, this very small difference um, between the Mara and uh, uh, what's the guy the kid the kid's name the prince whatever Lom I think Lom yeah. Um, talking about like the small diff like the very very infinitesimal difference between the Mara possession of Lom and just Lom. Um, on a planet called Manusa, which is very close to Manusha I was like, "Wow, Christopher Bailey, uh, you really, uh, you you really broke your broke something." Kind of trying to stretch that in, didn't you? Um, yeah, no, it was just like, I like, I don't know, I felt like this was Christopher Bailey not really trying um mm-hmm. to me. See, it's
1: funny know. you say that cuz I don't think I don't think he's not trying. I think he's just trying something different, but it's something that he's much less confident in. Um so it ends up coming off weird, especially the first time. I find that I like this more on rewatch. Um but, but it's interesting also because like just to just to put this into perspective, Snake Dance is Robert Shearman's favorite Doctor Who story of all time. Like he has said that it's his favorite hands down. Um which That's- I find Fascinating, um. yeah,
0: uh, and one that I don't <laughs> feel that I need to agree with. Um.
1: See, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with him. But I I also, like, I I see, like, where he's coming from. I can feel Shearman all over this. Just the weirdness. The, like, Shearman has this history of being just absurdist. Like, just really absurdist. And this has some really absurd elements to it, I feel. There's some things about this that are just really weird and out there and abstract in ways that are not unintelligible, but just really just... Uh, really out there. I mean, like, that's the thing that I really like about Bailey is that uh, I don't, I can't say that he's phoning in because everything here is so specific. Like, mm-hmm. everything that he's doing, kind of like with Kinda, um, is just so terribly specific. Um, what is What has he
0: done non Mara? Anything?
1: No, this is it. Hmm. Well, he did, okay, he did a, he did a, he was, he was developing another story called The Children of Seth. Um, was it Children of Seth? I think it's Children of Seth. Um, and uh, Big Finish have actually adapted that into a an audio drama with the Fifth Doctor and uh, Tegan and Nissa, um, mm. and it's really good, but it's nothing like this. So if you want to see what Bailey does, like, outside of the Mara, Children of Seth is actually not a bad place to start, or really, mm. to look at. But what's interesting <laughs> is that I walked into Children of Seth wanting a Kinda, and I walked out of Children of Seth, like, really appreciating the fact that Bailey just creates really wonderful characters. All of the characters in this are rich and full and have just, like, this wonderful backstory that they don't i mean compare this to Ark of infinity and it's just like oh god like the characters yeah, yeah. in this are way superior to that and i mean i know that Ark of infinity is really just like you know just picking on the short kid but um uh, he's he's really good at developing characters and having them live in the world and just developing stories out of them the conversation at the beginning between lon and his mother is just a Like, it's a really well done exposition scene. Like, he's telling you everything you need to know about it, and he's doing it in a way that does not feel like he's shoveling it down your mouth. Like, beating you over the head with a crowbar of exposition. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that what he does is really interesting. And, like, so Children of Seth is actually really good. But, um, no, this is it for him. Um, and it's sad, because I think that the guy you know, if he ever, like, if he wanted, I would love to see him be script editor of this show. Like, if they had had made him script editor after Sayward, I would have loved it. Um, Mm
0: -hmm. but, uh,
1: you know, it's, it's a bummer that he's not.
0: Uh, well, he would have been an interesting uh, script editor for uh, Baker.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What <laughs> Certainly <laughs>
0: would have been better than what we got.
1: <laughs> oh, wait until next week. Wait until next week. Um, uh, the other thing that I really like about this is that um, if you compare where the story starts off to where... Arc of of Infinity ended. Arc of Infinity ended on this really awful note of uh, Tegan saying, well, I guess I'm coming with you, Doctor, and he's like, great. Um, What I like about this at the end is that The first episode you start with the doctor being very clinical towards Tegan. He's very much just trying to get the Mar out of her head, but it doesn't seem like there's any sort of compassion there. But by the end, when they're sitting there and Tegan's just crying because she just she remembers everything and it was awful. Um, there's just like there's just a really nice moment between the two of them and like this story, more than anything, just makes me really appreciate uh Janet Fielding. Like and and I love that, you know, she was just like I. The, more, the farther I get into it, the more I realize that she's just burdened with bad writing. Between Kinda This and Enlightenment, like the character works, I think. Um, hmm. And I think that I don't know. I think that Janet Fielding does a really good job here. Like she's maniacal and over the top, but you know she's also pretty affecting. Um, mm-hmm. And I and I and I like that. Like I, it makes me just really happy to see Teagan working. Is what I'm saying. Um, because we're not gonna we don't see it happen very often. Uh, but this is, I mean, this is, it's its its nice to see. Um, it's nice to see. The uh, One other thing I'll mention. Um, apparently, all of the scenes in this were written in blocks. So, like, if you look at the lawn in his mother scene, that was originally, like, an eight-page scene that Eric Sayward, when script editing, was just like, we need a cross-cut. But because Eric Sayward's not a good writer, he doesn't know how to cross-cut. So it just ends up breaking the rhythm and momentum of everything. <laughs> and it's just like and it's just like just like don't do that. Like let the thing just go. The guy is just so obsessed with trying to recapture the energy and pace of Earthshock that it's like you don't need to do that. Like just let your scenes breathe. Christopher Bailey was known for writing plays before he wrote Doctor Who. Like that's what he did. And if anyone can is allowed to write like an eight-page scene, it's a playwright. Um yeah. And it's just like it's just uh, it's dumb. It's dumb. Eric it Sayward dumb get it together. Get
0: it well, together. it's too late for that. <laughs> um <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Uh, yeah, this was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. Not for me. Well, when you eventually
1: rewatch it, I'm going to be interested to see if you like it more because I feel like this is one that does benefit from rewatching. Like like Kinda too. Um
0: Yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps, but it's, it's, it's not so much about the rewatch. I It's fundamentally about, uh, it's fundamentally the type of story that I am not interested in. Sure. Um, which is, uh, spiritual a, 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 a make-believe problem solved with a make-believe solution, um, <laughs> where like nothing is real and it's just like
1: abstract
0: and well it, it's not not necessarily that it's abstract abstract isn't the correct word because restless is abstract but I love restless mm. um uh, that's a show that we're not talking about here but you know what I mean um but like this is uh this it's not that it's 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 I don't I just don't I just I don't like I don't like I don't like magic I don't like magic I get um, that. and I, I feel get that. like and I, and I like I, I like magic fine when it's done in a way where it's like very technical and like this is how this works and now we will pay off the fact that we established how this thing works and that's not really what goes on here like we're given us we're fed a a make-believe solution to the make-believe problem five minutes before we are we are we use the solution and it's like well that's not good way of telling a story Mm -hmm. um i it's just it bugs me it bugs me it bugs me that the end of this is the doctor just wishing real hard Mm -hmm. um or at least that's what it appears i mean obviously it's it's him chilling out uh (laughs) but it's like but that's just that's like that's just as bad especially when everyone else is freaking out Mm -hmm. um it doesn't really make any sense to me sure Uh, so i don't know i just can't i just can't just can't do it. Just can't get behind it.
1: But at least um, you have Kinda. That's nice. Yeah,
0: I do have Kinda. And I will say this, uh it is directed very well.
1: Oh, Fiona um, is amazing.
0: Yeah. Other than other than I really don't like that first cliffhanger. Uh I mm-hmm. feel like there's about a million other ways you could have done that. Um mm-hmm. plus it doesn't really make any sense that the Mara would escape out of a crystal ball that nobody knew anything about three seconds ago. Um I don't I don't Well like it.
1: that that was not that was not because it, it, that was not it escaping out of a crystal ball. It was Tegan was looking into the crystal ball and the crystal ball was providing introspection and because of the introspection the Mara was let free. That's Oy, what it was.
0: No. Um <laughs> No. Uh
1: But Fiona uh, Cumming.
0: Yeah, no, Fiona Cumming, like there's things in here where where there was like scenes in like that courtyard or whatever during the celebration stuff where it's just like obviously doctor who doesn't have any money but like watching it like the thing with a lot of doctor who like with a lot of times sometimes you just have to imagine scale like you just have to like just kind of you know pretend that there's more to it and than there is and some directors are really good at Forcing your imagination to do that, whereas other directors are very bad at it, mm-hmm. and I think that Fiona Coming is really good at it. Yes, yeah, um, because there's that courtyard scene, um, or or not a courtyard. What am I thinking of? Uh, just, the marketplace, the bazaar. Yeah, the marketplace. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. The marketplace is very small, but she fills that very small area with a lot of stuff. Like she makes it very busy looking. Yes. So that, and then she shoots it tightly so that it ju- really just looks like you're in this small portion of a much larger market. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it just, it's very well done. It's yeah. very well done. She, yeah. she knows how to pinch her pennies
1: yeah, and make and them, she,
0: make, make them worthwhile.
1: And she knows how to cast a good, like a bunch of good actors. All the actors yeah. in this are pretty good. And she knows oh, yeah. how to pull out really good performances from them. And like, you're right. Like there's a kineticness to her and this is her at her. I think her least kinetic, honestly. Um, mm. But it's still like, compare it, like, Cash Revolva did the same thing where Cash Revolva had no Ooh, yeah. budget. But, like, Cash oh, Revolva yeah. looks great. Like, it, oh, looks, it looks
0: great. it looks phenomenal.
1: Yeah, and then she turns around and after this, like, in the same season, she's going to do Enlightenment. And if you haven't seen Enlightenment, I know you have. But if you haven't seen Enlightenment, like, if anyone listening hasn't seen Enlightenment, like, that is a story that should not work on a Doctor Who budget. There's yeah. no way. There's no way. And it ends up being the most visually stunning, beautiful story uh, this side of caves of Androzani, like it's amazing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, it's stunning, and she's she's so good. It makes me so sad that she doesn't direct anything out of um, after
0: Planet of Fire. But like you know, well, you know, she wanted really good stories, and <laughs> that was you know, we we already had somebody, a director called dibs on caves of Androzani. So what else is there?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the last that was the last great story that anyone wanted to be associated with, because after that, I mean, even Seventh Doctor, Seventh Doctor was just a limp towards the cancellation. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, there were some good ones in there, but uh, a lot of them at the time, most people like I, I imagine most people didn't even understand that they were doing something good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Attack
1: of the Cybermen was pretty well well uh, well well discussed. Speaking of, let's do a spot and then talk about something really quick.
0: Okay. Uh all right, well, uh InStockTrades.com sponsors the show, and that's the website that you can go to and purchase any paperback, hardcover, omnibus, or absolute edition graphic novel collection. Uh, comic books, you guys. Comic books bound into collections. Um, that's where you go. instocktrades.com dot Thirty five to forty five percent off. New release specials of fifty percent off every week. And remember, all orders over fifty dollars get free shipping. So thanks to InStockTrades dot com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: what do you got
0: next what's, week?
1: What's oh. uh We're following up this sequel with another sequel. Not a sequel right. to Snake Dance, uh, but Attack of the Cybermen, which is the six doc the, the kickoff to the Sixth Doctor's first season. Um, it's not his first story. Uh, his first story was thrown onto the end of the last season of the previous season. Why we still really don't know. Um, but <laughs> Attack of the Cybermen. I feel like that one's going to be a very long and in-depth conversation because I can't stand that story. Mm. Um, and it's a sequel to Tomb of the Cybermen, um, or at least it builds off of all of the Tomb of the Cybermen mythology and basically says, hey, I really hope you watched that because we're not going to tell you anything about it except that uh, uh, we're just going to just start dr- reference bombing this whole script. It's, uh, that's an interesting thing. So we're going to talk about that and we're also going to talk about the sixth doctor um uh, uh uh ebook which is called something borrowed which is by Rochelle Mead. Um and I'm excited because I still haven't I haven't read that yet because I've been saving for the for the for the episode and every time I look at it I'm just like damn, I really want to read that. Mm-hmm. Um and so, I'm really, really looking forward to that. So, so something borrowed and Attack of the Cybermen are going to be coming up next week. On the other side of that, Midnight, the 10th Doctor story, uh, the one that's set on a train, uh, Time and the Ronnie, um, which is the 7th Doctor's what? introduction story, uh, including The Ripple Effect, which is his ebook, because we got to start working through those a little bit faster. We were waiting for doctors to show up so it's, yeah that's fine Well we i have it all mapped out we will be fine uh we will so, yeah so the ripple effect in time of the ronnie and then after that the sensorites which is a first doctor story that before you ask again scott yes it totally exists so it'll be really good it'll be great
0: hooray be Woo! yay for existing things <laughs> i do like that existence like is good that. existence is good oh i'll tell you what an existing bad episode is better than an exi- than, than a non-existing bad episode. <laughs> so true. <laughs> oh, man. So true. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> so there you go. All right. Lots of, lots of things to look forward to. Uh, and we will, uh, in the meantime.
1: <laughs> in the meantime, we will, yes.
0: Yes. Uh, we will be on Twitter. Uh, and I will be on, on Twitter at twitter.com slash Scott Corelli. Also Scott Commentary, where I live tweet things sometimes, not always. I make no guarantees. Um uh, I have no plans to do it anytime soon, so uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um Look, I'm just being honest. I got, yeah. I've got, i got other things going on. There's a lot um, going on right now. Yeah. yeah well, you have <laughs> other things going on as well. I do. Um, yeah, um, we have so, things going on, guys. We're busy. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, are we?
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so you can you can find me there, and then also uh, check out our other podcast, The Mind Robbers, where we talk about uh, movies and books and comics and things like just just whatever kind of entertainment type thing that we we we're consuming. Any kind of media we're consuming, we, we, we talk about it on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also uh, where we talk about just sort of like whatever else we feel like talking about. Sometimes we'll talk about things we're working on, like writing, because uh, Matt and I both fancy ourselves writers. So sometimes we're writing things and we talk about that. Uh, Matt and I are both writing a comic book together that's being published in September. You realize that that's only two months away. Um, the publication of that first issue is two months away.
1: Wow. We should, yep. we should, uh, we should, we should, we should get writing that first issue then is what you're saying.
0: <laughs> um, well, we're done with that. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just saying like, that's a thing that's going to be out in the public soon. Whew. That's what I'm saying. Um, Whew. we've been sitting on it for a long time. Whew. Uh, for,
1: yeah. for months, really. That first yeah, issue has been in the can for months.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um and now the second issue's in the can. Um and now we're uh we're we're third issue's script is done, getting drawn, and we're gonna start working on issue four's script very soon. Yeah. Um not this week. Not this week. No. Very soon though. <laughs> um but uh yeah, then uh, so 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 yeah, so we talk about all that stuff and then also the Mind Robbers versus where not only can you hear us talk about uh, the rest of Batman, the animated series, Batman beyond soon, justice league, justice league unlimited after that, uh, Veronica Mars, all of that. But on top of that, that's also where we do our big in-depth, uh, reviews like spoilery filled reviews for, uh, movies that are currently in theaters, like big tentpole ones. Like that's where we did Iron Man three, man of steel, uh, Pacific rim. That's where we're going to have, or we just had, or, yeah, no, going to have our uh, review for the Wolverine. Um, that should be out around the same time as this episode, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, roughly. Uh, give give or take a few hours, maybe or a day. Um, but yeah, so that and then uh and then uh what's what else is kick- Kick-Ass Two Elysium
1: Elysium uh, World's End World's and, End yeah. then then a then a breakthrough September
0: yeah. Okay. yeah a whole lot of stuff
1: coming. There's a lot of yeah, stuff coming. Yeah,
0: good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, um, Matt, Matt, you were just on a podcast that was I, not a Mind Robber podcast.
1: I was. My friend, uh, my friend Topher, invited me onto his podcast. He does a part- podcast called Starving Artists. Um, so you can find it by checking out, um, iTunes, iTunes, just iTunes, starving artists and mine is episode six. Um, and it was really, mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun.
0: We had a lot of, it's, lot it's fun. the version of the starving artist podcast that only has six episodes. There's another podcast called the starving artist podcast.
1: Yeah. But these guys, and are it better. has like
0: over a hundred episodes, Yeah, but these guys um, are better
1: because they're my yeah. friends. Um, yeah.
0: It's not that one. My um, and it was, it was quite good. It was very entertaining.
1: Thank you. It's, it's not, it's weird. It's weird guesting on another show. I'd never done a guest spot like that before. And it was just like, huh, I can do this because I can do all of my, all of my uh, old tired material. I can just uh, re- recycle for new audience. It's really great. <laughs> it's really great. Um, but yeah, no, I guess started on that. Um, and also if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, I have a feeling I'm going to be tweeting a lot this week. Twitter.com slash Um uh... Procrastination tweets. <laughs> Oh my god, can you tell? Like can you actually tell? Like <laughs> they're just like they're just coming they're just coming hot and heavy like I'm tweeting about where I'm going for lunch and all sorts of crazy things. So, uh, I hope you like me tweeting. Uh know that if you don't like me tweeting, uh, uh it's going away soon. Not like I'm not going to stop tweeting, but that that mindless just
0: Brah!
1: of uh Twitter is going to is going to not be as much. Come next week, so don't worry about that. Uh, but also Twitter.com slash GD Commentary where I live tweet things. Uh, nothing this week. Nope. Uh <laughs> also also which is where uh, I put my classical oh, my classical. Uh, my classical music's all up there. Um, it's not, don't go oh, looking me. for it, it's not there. Uh, but my uh, my it's
0: late and I'm tired. I'm running on like six hours of it's, sleep. Wait, I'm week. sorry. It's late? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Is it is it late over there in uh in Pacific Standard Time? Do you know do you know what my weekend looked like,
1: buddy? Do you know what it looked like? <laughs> not only not only have I been writing basically nonstop, not only did I turn out a new basically a new draft of the script I'm working <laughs> on, but uh I went to bed at five in the morning on Friday night and then at three thirty in the morning on Saturday night, and I was up at seven this morning to go to a screening of the Wolverine and then the way way back. So yeah, it's late. Um <laughs> it's late I don't want to hear that I don't want to hear that um, uh, but yeah uh, uh, those that's Twitter But uh, classicalcalifatorblogspot.com that's my Doctor Who blog if uh, you're looking for my thoughts on Snake Dance you won't find them because Cassandra did this one uh, but she had a lot of really good things to say about it so um, if you're interested check that out otherwise <laughs> uh, lol we're done and we'll talk about All right, the tactics, well,
0: yeah we'll talk to you next week with tech. of bye bye guys